Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is a super quick message to let you know that you can now sign up for my free three-day workshop on how to attract high-ticket clients. Now, this workshop will teach you everything you need to know to attract high-ticket clients in your business, how to show up, how to come across as an expert, how to increase your revenue, and energetic and subconscious healing to be able to manifest high-ticket clients 24-7. It has done wonders in the past. Many women have significantly increased their monthly income without changing anything to their strategy, and that is exactly what we'll cover in this workshop. So just go to Ines Padar dot ch slash high ticket clients in one word or just go to the show notes i can't wait to see you there and have an amazing day welcome everyone to this training all about receiving becoming a receiving magnet to abundance and high ticket clients now three-day high-level training let's keep it short and sweet on smashing subconscious money and receiving blocks, as well as any success blocks that might be hiding somewhere in your subconscious mind, overcoming imposter syndrome and mastering the art of manifestation and attracting clients to you. Because you know it, I know it, going fishing and hunting for clients, trying to find them on social media is not the funnest thing in the world. Luckily, there's this thing called energy vibration in the universe where you can actually attract them to you. And this is what this workshop is all about. Okay, this is working well, I think. So hopefully Canva will be cooperative today. So here is what we'll cover throughout these three days. So today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, and then I'll give you a bit, a few more details on technicalities, admins, replays, just so you have all the information. And if you have any questions that popped up in between, please just drop it in the, on the live and I will answer it. So today, how limiting beliefs are formed, uh, what limiting beliefs might be affecting us, and hypnosis to smash subconscious money and receiving blocks, or another block that might be more relevant to you. And I'll come back on the notion of block because I, it's not my favorite way of referring to them, but that's how many people know them. Oh, I have a block in this because it's not manifesting. Day two, so tomorrow, all about the imposter syndrome to minute a day, my favorite topic, uh, essentially letting go of feeling like a fraud so we can come across as an expert because how people see you has little or nothing to do with the amount of credentials you have or, or the experience, but rather it's our self-image, it's our confidence and the energy we radiate when we put ourselves out there. So if we can radiate confidence, poise, ease, and you know, a peaceful, peaceful feelings around our business and offers, people will feel it and will be attracted to you. Oh, we have another person from Switzerland. Hi, Natasha. And day three, the art of manifestation. So that's on Wednesday and client attraction, as well as the mistakes to avoid at all costs and how to make sure your business is profitable. So we don't have an expensive hobby. We don't want that. Now, just a few household details. All of the lives are going to be available for about 10 days. So until 
approximately next Thursday or Friday when the doors to the Abundance Magnet program close. After that, I'll be focusing on all of the students that enroll in the program. We'll be, we, we'll be removing everything. So if you can't attend every day, no problem. We, you can catch the lives. You'll get an email if you have signed up for the event uh, that you should find, I think, the link in the description. Uh, if not, I make sure to update the description later so you can still sign up uh, to make sure you get all of the replays. Now, for those of you who don't know me, for the people who are new in this amazing group, we have people from Mexico, New Zealand, this is amazing. My name is Ines, AKA the imposter syndrome terminator, born and raised in Switzerland where I currently live. Uh, I initially have a master's degree in accounting and finance, but somehow ended up in EFT hypnosis, working with the subconscious mind and helping women manifest their wildest dreams. You might ask how, and I'll come to that in a few seconds. And between then and now, um, I used to be a desperate therapist trying to build a face-to-face -face business, and that did not work to my biggest despair. And I think I made maybe 5K in about seven months, which obviously was not enough to pay for the bill, so I had to use my savings account. Luckily, I did not abandon the project of having a successful business and managed to turn things around using the exact principles that we will cover throughout this workshop. Today, booked out on one-on-one, -on -one, I actually don't really have time to do one-on-one -on -one, except for a few exceptions. First 10K, 12K, excuse me, 10 weeks after starting on social media. Now, this is not a boasting game. It's to show you that when your energy is aligned, you don't need to wait forever to manifest things towards you. And the more aligned your energy is, the more you are a vibrational match to what you want, the faster whatever you want is going to manifest to you. Also, first 30K month, six months into business, and then a first six-figure launch, eight months into business again, using the exact same principle. And since then, over having helped over, um, over 160 amazing students that are themselves manifesting their wildest dreams and not necessarily working more, which is exactly what we want. Now, a question I get often is how the hell did you move from accounting and finance, which is pretty 3D, pretty matter to matter, pretty let's do some math to EFT and hypnosis, which could be considered as woo woo or very spiritual or very alternative. To make a very long story short, I love finance. I love numbers. So I'll never turn my back on those things. However, I was not fulfilled. So I had my job in the bank. And I could have had a career in there and it would have been all funs and games and amazing and beautiful. However, I wasn't fulfilled. And I kind of thought, and maybe it, would, it was a limiting belief, who knows, but thought that I could never have the income and freedom that I could have if I had my own business. And that frustrated me a lot. And I was also very depressed. I had depression five times. And each time it was caused by a relationship not working out, which I used to be very embarrassed about. But now I just take full responsibility because it, I guess it just kind of triggered an inner sense of not feeling good enough, which put me down in the dumps. And while I was healing from depression and I chose EFT as an alternative therapy because I really believed to go back to the root cause of an issue rather than treating symptoms, 
I became fascinated with the power of the subconscious mind and I saw how it changed my life completely from depressed and not even being able to get out of bed or fighting to even eat when I had no appetite or brush my teeth or comb my hair or go for a walk to actually three months later, completely turning things around, getting rid of depression permanently and it has never come back in three and a half years. So that's when I said, I cannot stay the next 40 years in the bank. I am going to be bored. I'm going to be unfulfilled. And I saw so many amazing women, students, and also colleagues while I was working at the bank who had infinite potential and who were so good at what they did, but they have massive imposter syndrome and were convinced that they could not go for the promotion, that they did not know enough. They needed more certifications, more qualifications, which was not true. And every single colleague was feeling the same. And every single colleague thought that the other colleagues were smarter and no one talked about it. It was a huge elephant in the room. And that's when I had the idea of becoming the imposter syndrome terminator. So what we will cover today, the basic principle of how manifestation works and typical things that can block the flow of abundance. And abundance can be clients, it can be money, it can be opportunities, it can be an abundance of healthy relationship, uh, relationships, whatever you want. The four mo most common root causes of limiting beliefs and how to identify which one is affecting us. Because the power of this workshop is to do a bit of introspection to understand some of the things that maybe we were not expecting are holding us back so we can more efficiently let them go. And last but not least, this is going to be amazing. You will experience the full power of transformational hypnosis and subconscious rewiring to permanently eliminate a limiting belief directly at the subconscious level. Now, we've done this in the past, and some participants of the workshop got clients within hours after the end of the hypnosis. So if you can't finish it today because it's too long, I highly recommend that you come back to it uh, whenever you have time. So this is my question to you. And please let me know in the comments. Let's make this a bit interactive so I can also know what would be the most useful for you to hear more about. Have you ever wondered why some people with no website, no funnel, not so great Instagram or social media posts still get clients? while others have absolutely nailed the social media game and can't seem to find any clients or attract any clients. Have you ever wondered why some people work 16 hours a day and make the same income as other who work three hours a day? Have you ever wondered why so many different and sometimes conflicting strategies seem to work no matter what for some people. So for example, you've probably heard you need an email list, an email list is so important. You can't have successful launches without an email list, blah, 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 blah. Yet some people don't have an email list and are thriving and are selling out all of their launches. Other example is some people say, oh, Facebook is dead. You need to be on Instagram. Instagram is doing Facebook or TikTok or Clubhouse. And then you hear all of these experiences of people who have made multiple five or six figures using those platforms and others using the exact same platforms and not really getting anywhere. Or some people will say, oh, you need to be on stories and other people don't do stories. And somehow they always seem to find a way. Also implying there is no one fits it all strategy that works for everyone because otherwise we would just all do it and be successful. Why have you ever wondered how some people seem to always be lucky 
and have typo there. So every great opportunities find them. So they're like, oh yeah, yesterday I was on Facebook and I got a PM and this person wants me to be a speaker at a virtual event. You're like, what do you mean? This person wants you to be a speaker at a virtual event. Where are those people finding me, right? Or why some programs work great for some people and another person who bought the exact same program won't get any results. Well, you probably already have a few ideas of why this is the case. It's because of the basic principle. We can only manifest or attract things that are on the same vibration as the one we emit, right? So in other words, things that are consistent with our subconscious thoughts, feelings, beliefs, blueprints, emotions, conscious or subconscious. Now, why? So the 3D explanation 3D meaning three-dimensional explanation is because when you have a thought, a thought instantaneously creates an emotion. So let's just say that someone told you, hey, I have uh, three people who are super interested in your program and want to talk to you. When can you talk to them? The thought is like, oh my God, I got so lucky. This is amazing. And we feel good. Whereas if now someone comes and tells you, oh, I'm sorry to tell you, but the strategy you've been using is completely dead. The algorithm is affecting it. Like you have to change it now, blah, 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 blah. The thought is like, oh my God, what if it doesn't work? And we feel anxiety. And the emotions we feel and experience basically determine our actions. So super simple. If I have a lot of anxiety about going live on Facebook, well, the action is probably that I'm not going to go live on Facebook. Or if I feel that I don't know enough to ask for a promotion, oh, sorry, I'm going to turn off those notifications. I'm probably not going to ask for the promotion. And then our actions determine our life. Now the 5D explanation, so five-dimensional, five-dimensional is the things that we can't necessarily see or feel with our senses that are more energetic, is that everything is energy. Let me know in the comments if this makes sense. So if everything is energy, that implies that we can only attract either clients or relationships or people or things or opportunities that are a vibrational, a similar um, vibration to what we are emitting 24-7. Let me know if this makes sense and if you have any questions and otherwise I will move on to the next slide. Now, kind of picture this. As a divine being, 24-7, we emit an energy. This is science, right? This is not a bunch of spiritual woo-woo, tree-hugging, foo-foo, weird things. Like you can actually measure uh, electromagnetic waves around people, around thoughts, around emotions, around your heart, etc. So just imagine that we are this being and that we emit a very specific frequency 24-7 hour 24-7, 24 hours, seven days a week. And this vibration, which I described as these waves, are basically determined by our conscious mind, 5%, and our subconscious mind, 95%, which is also, also the autopilot. Meaning that basically we, are, we walk around as a mini magnet or a gigantic magnet, however you want to see it, with a very specific frequency that is determined by what is hanging out in our subconscious mind and our conscious mind. So conscious mind typically is conscious thoughts, desires and actions, willpower, affirmations and strategy. The subconscious mind, which is the autopilot, 
is all of these things that we have learned and that we don't need to consciously think about in order to do them. So typically when you drive, if you know how to drive, you don't have to consciously think of, uh, especially all of the Europeans or Americans who drive a manual. I learned how to drive on a manual. You don't have to think of like changing gears and like putting your, your foot on the, the gas pedal or the clutch or the brakes. It's kind of an in, like instinctive thing because it is run by the subconscious mind, meaning that you could drive yourself for point A to B, not really paying attention to what your feet are doing or how your hand is moving on the steering wheel. It's just automatic. Other things that are completely automatic is... Uh, let me think. Well, walking, super simple example. When you walk, you don't have to consciously think, okay, I need to move my right foot forward and contract all of these muscles and make sure that my heel touches the ground before my toes. It's just automatic. That's a great thing because it means we don't have to relearn how to walk every single day. But it also means that when you have a program or a belief or a blueprint that is memorized in your subconscious mind, it's just going to stay there unless we unlearn it. And those things can be fears about success or failure, feeling that others can be successful, but not us. It's also part of our identity. So if our identity is always to take care of others, but not really receiving equally, we are also going to emit a vibration that basically says, I'm the one always giving, but I never receive. And that could be blocking opportunities, for example, or parents never being pleased with our grades. That's, all, that's also a very specific energy where there is this underlying belief that whatever we do, it's never good enough. Or parents being busy and us feeling that we didn't matter. I have so many friends who are happily who happily take um, sessions when I want to try something new, like energetic work or like a new modality I have read about. I'm like, hey, do you want to try something? They're like, yes. I have so many friends whose parents were super nice who did their best, but who were really, really busy working. And the message that they got as children is there is this thing that is called work that is more important because mom and dad are spending all of their days there and I'm not as important. And also that kind of triggers a belief or blueprint, blueprint that we don't really matter, that we are not worth someone's attention. Or beliefs, basically any belief, emotional reactions are a subconscious mind. So when we see a spider, for those of you who are afraid of spiders, consciously, we know that it's just a spider. And unless you live maybe in Australia or New Zealand or a country where you have nasty spiders, at least in Europe or Switzerland, they are harmless. So that's what we know with our con conscious mind. But the, the, the instant reaction is kind of jumping 10 feet away and not wanting to touch it or get anywhere near it because that's the subconscious. Now, as we see these little waves here, which basically are your energy, can only attract and kind of like stick with waves or opportunities that are the same energy. So it's just like a radio. If you're listening to a specific radio channel, channel in your car or at your home, let's just say that it's the country music channel and you're listening to country music. Now, if you want to tune into something else or the news or whatever, you need to change the frequency. You need to go on another radio channel. And you do that by literally changing the frequency. And when you change the frequency, you receive something else. We are basically a walking emitting frequency machine that can only attract what we think. So for example, if I say, if one of my beliefs is, believes is, um, it's possible to have high ticket clients, but there's so much work. 
I will literally only attract difficult clients, difficult and super high maintenance clients, not because that's the only thing that there is out there, but just because those clients, those circumstances are the exact match to my belief. And I'm kind of limiting myself to those people, even though outside, out there in the universe and in the world, there are so many clients that would be a dream to work with. But my belief has this frequency and it can only attract a circumstance or something else that has the same frequency. Okay, let's move on. Now, I'm going to give you a concrete example and let me know if this resonates. So when I was a therapist, and I always, I'm still am a therapist to many extents, and I was trying to build my face-to-face business So this was how many years? It was not so long ago. It was from July 2019 to February or March of 2020. So about two years ago, between one and a half and two years ago. Um, I didn't even know that there was such a thing as being a coach online. I don't know. I I, I didn't see those things on Facebook. I just saw posts from my friends and I was completely unaware that there was this entire universe of online coaching. So I had the belief that I had to build my business through recommendations, face-to-face, networking events, kind of leaving my business card in different places. It failed miserably because it wasn't aligned, which I had not realized back then. So basically the things I wanted from the outside is clients, obviously. I was consciously doing positive affirmations. I was ready to receive from the universe. I was saying, I am a money magnet, universe, bring it on. I'm here to get it, blah, blah, blah. Showing up consistently, taking action every day, networking, reaching out, reaching out towards people, et cetera, et cetera. And I was trying to sell my three-month program because consciously I really wanted clients that came for three months rather than a single session because obviously it creates more financial freedom and it creates amazing results for them because you have way more time to work on an issue. However, in my subconscious mind, all of this was going on. So I felt that a three-month program would rip off people, but a single session was fine. Why I used to think that, I don't know. It makes no sense to me today, but I remember vividly being terrified and feeling so embarrassed when some people would ask what I did. And like, I consciously knew, like Ines, tell them about the three-month program. And coaches told me like, tell them about your damn three-month program. But it felt so awkward because I had this feeling that I was like this sleazy, dishonest salesperson trying to lure them into something. Like it was such an icky vibe. And of course, I never managed to close any clients with those stupid thoughts. So, but that was that was what blah. That is what was going on in my mind. I was sometimes aware of it, but not really. I also felt invisible on social media and that people online never see me, but find other coaches easily. And that was so infuriating. That was a bit later, a bit later, maybe in April of 2020, where I got myself online and I was doing all the right things. I was posting, I was showing up, I was doing lives. And I had this huge frustration and feeling that other people, like people on Facebook, like, you know, these amazing people on Facebook find other coaches so easily, but no one ever finds me regardless of how much effort I put into my social media platform. And it felt so real until I realized, oh my God, this is going to turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy. I keep saying that several times a day and had a hypnosis session on it. And 
actually it was fascinating side note went back to a past life I really understood where that limiting belief of I can't be seen or I'm invisible came from and literally one week later once I smashed that belief I got invited on this huge speaking event and then got the clients out of that and the ball started to roll feeling dumb because all of the average grades I had at uni Uni was a tough reality check because I was, I had a lot of ease at school and with my grades prior to that. And then I'd arrive at university, which is basically the Hunger Games in Switzerland because they don't have any entry tests. So you're like a thousand people in first year and only 300 people can go to second. And I had so many average grades that I felt like the dumbest person in the room. Now, how do you think that this belief is going to work with trying to manifest clients. It's just inconsistent. How can I hold the belief, oh, I have everything it takes to help clients. And at the same time, I kind of feel dumb because of all of my average grades. Then growing up, always giving a lot and often declining gifts or support because I didn't want to burden people. This is a huge one, especially for all of the people who are empaths, who are very sensitive, all of the therapists and the coaches. Usually we are attracted to this uh, passion of helping other people because we have a very caring nature and we are very used to giving a lot but when it comes to receiving it can be very unfamiliar and again how can we receive from the universe if we feel that it's our job to give but not so much to receive and especially if you grew up in a background where there was some financial issues which happen at some times in my family then when your parents want to give you a gift you're like no 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 no, it's fine like let's not add any stress to the already existing like difficult situation is going to be fine and we actually decline receiving and create this new blueprint where we just don't identify our self-identity is not one of receiving the classic feeling I need to show up 24 7 and find clients versus clients finding me and that was a tough one too, because this is the biggest rabbit hole. Let's just say that you are online and for, for the sake of simplicity, you have either an Instagram account or a Facebook group or whatever. And first we say, okay, well, I will do one post a day and I will try to like post in a few other groups just to make myself more visible. And then things are not happening the way we want. So we're like, oh, but maybe I should join more Facebook groups and do more stories and more posts so then my reach can be greater. And it's a never-ending vicious circle where two weeks later, last thing you know, you have joined 78 Facebook groups. You're completely overwhelmed. Posting feels like an absolute burden and nothing seems to ever work. And that too is kind of the notion of we have to go for it. We have to fight for it, which is exactly what society has taught us. You have to fight for opportunities. Like there's so much competition. You have to go find them. It's not like society or school or university or many of our parents don't tell us like, tune in to the feeling of already having it and wait to manifest it. Like, no, it's like, you have to go for it. It's not, it's hard. There's a lot of competition. You have to find contracts, blah, 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 blah. And last but not uh, too last, actually not wanting to sound like a sleazy salesperson. So for me, talking about my services automatically felt like sleazy and awkward and icky. And last but not least, a big mistake I did is I was looking at what experts, expert, ex expats, experts, sorry about the typo, charged and feeling I wasn't allowed to charge the same. So I have this vivid memory of seeing this. I think it was a psychiatrist, so I can't really remember. 
uh, charging 200 bucks Swiss, Swiss bucks an hour. And that's what I wanted to charge when I began because I knew how transformational and life-changing hypnosis and energetic work is. But there was this huge voice in my head that says, hey, like she's over 50. She's been in the game for like a gazillion years. You just got started. Who do you think you are to, cha to charge the same as her? And that took a lot of time and effort to deprogram. So of course, if I had all of this stuff kind of sleeping and hanging out in my subconscious mind, so the submerged part of the iceberg you can't really see, and consciously and through willpower, I was trying to get these things. Well, no wonder I got nowhere in seven to eight months, right? Let me know if this makes sense. Okay, I can see a few comments. Life is tough. Yeah, that is a huge one too. Like life is a battle or you can, you can win in some things, but will lose in others. Or you can have a great marriage, but your job won't be that great. Or you can have a great job, but then you will never see your children and they will grow up not knowing who you are. Like it's always an either or situation. Now, let's tune into where success and receiving energetic disruptions, aka blocks, but I don't really like to call them that way, come from. Because when we refer to, to uh, something, when we refer to something as a block, it literally blocks us. So if I say, oh, I have a slight energetic disruption, but nothing that can stop me, our energy will be much higher than if I say, oh my God, I have this huge money block. And until I get to the bottom of it, I can never manifest what I want. So where do these energetic disruptions or limiting beliefs or negative blueprints or basically shit that clogs our mind and stops us from manifesting, where does it come from? Four main sources, not only, but basically. One, our subconscious mind associates success or money or really whatever you want to manifest, right? Or like a, an amazing relationship with Mrs. or Mr. Right with danger. And we'll go into each of the four points later. Number two, developing limiting beliefs based on past events or inherited patterns. Number three, feeling guilty about something. And number four, spending too much energy on other things or other people. So those are the four main reasons why basically our vision board has not materialized into our reality yet. But this is about to change, my friends. Now, number one, so, so, so important. I see it time and time again when I uh, do hypnosis sessions with my clients. Our subconscious mind associates success. And success here, you can basically replace that word with anything that's relevant for you, right? Whatever you're trying to manifest. Success or clients with danger. Now, our mind has one job, keeping us alive. This is why we have successfully managed to evolve from caveman until now. It's because our mind is very, very good at identifying or finding danger and keeping us alive or away from that danger. This means that our subconscious mind will always try to avoid, one, the unknown, two, being rejected or abandoned, and three, painful or distressing, distressing, distressing stressing situations sorry why because those three elements are perceived as a threat a threat to our survival the unknown obviously when we were cavemen if you went into like unknown territory you could get attacked by a wild animal and die number two being rejected or abandoned 
same back then when we lived in small communities or tribes if you got ostracized from the tribe for whatever reason and you were on your own your chances of survival were not that great compared to being part of a group that could help each other and last but not least painful or distressing distressing i'm struggling with that word situations where that would add a huge amount of stress to our body which our mind doesn't want either this is just an instinctive thing right it's not a question of willpower it's not a question of coming from a healthy or unhealthy background this is our autonomic nervous system the reptilian brain it's basically a very instinctive part of our brain um, that is just going to do that and trigger these responses regardless of what we do or don't do someone says love that the wording about disruptions rather than blocks Yes, I really like it too. Um, and in EFT and energetic work, they refer to it, to those things as energetic, energetic disruptions, meaning that when our energy flows correctly in our body, also based on Chinese medicine, is we are healthy. Everything is at ease. Whereas if we experience trauma or a very difficult event, it's like a storm knocking off a tree and a tree falling on a river. Then the river, the water cannot flow as it usually does, and it has to go around the tree and the flow is disrupted. And that materializes in our life as either uh, physical ailments or allergies or pains or headaches or mental things like anxiety, depression, et cetera, which was my case. And when we can restore the energy, the flow of energy, these things go away by themselves. So concrete examples of the first case, which is our subconscious minds associate success with some sort of danger. So concrete example, and let me know if you can relate to these, because these are some things I see really, really frequently. There is no one, believe me, when, when you believe that your family is messed up, messed up and your background is messed up, wait until you've talked to other people. And when people open up and are honest, I have the immense privilege and luck to work with really closely with some of my clients, do hypnosis with them, do inner work. So I know what's going on in their mind and they very uh, generously share all of that. I haven't met a single person in the hundreds of people I've worked with who didn't have some family events or circumstances or while growing up that didn't cause some sort of negative effect later in life. Not a single person. We are human beings with feelings, very sensitive, intuitive beings, and those things will affect us. So typical examples. We might lose people close to us, family, friends, colleagues, because they get jealous or envious. And our brain will do everything it can to avoid rejection. Rejection really hurts, and that's why we want to avoid it. So if there is this underlying feeling that if you have all of the success you want, or if you get more clients, or if you scale your business, then your very close friend who maybe also has a business, but then you would be making more money than her, having more clients than her or him, and they might get jealous, and you might lose that friendship, this can successfully create a block or something that will stop you from manifesting what you want. Same if there is a risk. I've seen this quite a bit with my clients. If your income is about to be greater than 
your significant other's income and if he or she really prides themselves in being the breadwinner then if you start making more it completely changes the dynamic of the relationship and deep down we know that the relationship might be at risk number two something bad happened when people around you were successful so for example you had a wealthy uncle who was super dishonest or who wasn't like the greatest person to be around to stay polite or maybe your parents got divorced because of uh, your mom or your dad's career and that create a lot, created a lot of trauma or heartache when you were a kid or later in life. Number three, family struggled with money and financial freedom is so unfamiliar that our subconscious mind feel it's not available and not des desirable. Remember what we said a few slides ago, uh, right here actually, our mind will try to avoid the unknown. And it doesn't mean it's going to try to avoid what is bad for you. The unknown can be something good. So each time we wonder why the hell do some people stay in unhealthy relationships and then they attract the exact same type of person again and again and again. It's not because they're stupid. It's not because they want to have a miserable life. It's because it's the only thing they have ever known. And for our subconscious mind, a crappy known is better than a good unknown. I'm going to say this again, a crappy known that at least you know what to expect and anticipate is better for our subconscious reptilian brain is better than a good unknown. Meaning in this specific example that a not so great or unhealthy relationship, and we're not talking about domestic violence, et cetera, right? But unhealthy patterns or emotionally unavailable partners, which is unhealthy, well, our subconscious mind will be more attracted to that than something healthy that we've never experienced before and that is completely unfamiliar. So of course, if we grew up in a background with, where money was scarce or there was never enough, there was a lot of fights around money, part of our mind, might, part of our mind excuse me, might simply believe that it's just not available to us. It's for other people, but it's somehow not possible to us or it's just so weird to have enough that our mind is like, no, we aren't going to go there. It's just, we don't even know what is what this is. Other example is once we attract more clients or abundance, some people around us might start asking for money. It's very, very frequent too. If you thought you're the only one who was bailing out friends or family members who tend to put themselves into crappy situations with their finances, you are not alone. Believe me. So, so many people, and sometimes it's a very taboo subject. Sometimes it's because a family member is struggling with addiction and they need to be bailed out. Or maybe they lost their job and they, they need help paying the rent or they started a business and it didn't work out and they want a loan. I have seen so many clients, again, who were either financially or emotionally responsible for friends or family members, and it has drained them emotionally, physically, financially, um, and I was one of those people feeling overly responsible for people around me, always trying to bail them out. And it's just a vicious, never ending circle. Uh, not really the scope of this training, but I'll do a podcast episode on codependence. <laughs> and subconsciously, we know, hey, like when I start making money and I have lots of clients and my bank account starts filling up, I will have no excuse not to lend money. Because it's so difficult to say no, especially if it's family, because there's so much social pressure. It's so difficult to say no 
But deep down, I am so sick and tired of bailing out people who always put themselves into like precarious financial situations that it's better not to make money and at least not to be in the uncomfortable situation of having to say no rather than making money and then being in a super awkward position where you don't want to give it, but you feel like you have to give it. And then you work your ass off to get money that you have to give away. Like I see this a lot. I mean, I'm going to check the comments just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Working as a life and business coach, see a lot of these examples above. Self within belief. Yes, for sure. I think the unknown could be a big part of it. The good unknown never thought of it this way. Yes. So ready to step into every success available to me. Absolutely. Number five, we don't want to deprive people. So for example, part of us believes that if they pay us, we deprive them of money. And this is especially the case if you were deprived at some point in your life, or if your family went through a tough situation and you know what it's like, you know what it's like not to have enough part of our mind and our mind, you know, it's very basic. It just absorbs information and it doesn't really analyze it. If I struggle with money and now I'm asking for money for people, my mind is automatically going to go back to when I struggled and I'm going to think, oh my God, I don't want other people to struggle because of me and me taking their money. And we don't even realize that there's an ocean, an abundance, uh, uh, five beaches full of little clients like grains of salts that have the funds and that would be super happy to exchange money against more of what they want. Number six, we had a violent family member, whether that's emotionally, physically, verbally, and needed to be invisible to be safe. Unfortunately, I've also seen this in cases of um, sometimes not only, not only domestic violence or a family member who was screaming a lot, or maybe they were drinking and screaming, screaming a lot when they drank. So part of us says, I'm going to be as invisible, as small as possible, low profile, not making any waves, not answering back, not showing myself, not being the center of attention. And that stays too, even when the danger is away, even if you no longer live with that violent family member or around violent circumstances, part of our mind will not want us to be visible or out there because it's perceived as a threat. And last but not least, in this brief series of examples, someone we really loved was chronically unhappy, which was, of course, very painful to experience. And we develop a sense of responsibility for their happiness. Super, super um, common pattern too. And the tricky thing with that aspect is that part of our mind says, oh my God, it was so much suffering or so much unease to deal with that person I loved so much who was unhappy that I never want to be in a situation like that again. So I never want to have to deal with a client who relies on me to get more of what they want or to be happier, to get results because the weight of responsibility is just too much to take. And of course we will repel clients too in that scenario. Now, point number two. So again, we're talking about the root causes of blocks, energetic disruptions, or basically anything standing between us and our manifestation. Developing limiting beliefs based on past events or inherited patterns. So limiting beliefs are very often, but not only formed between the age of zero and seven for a very simple reason. It's because in that age, our brain is in alpha waves. And that's a state of being between, I think, eight and 12 hertz. 
Uh, maybe I'm just, don't quote me on this. Can't remember if it's a two and four or eight or 12. It doesn't matter. But basically your brain is in a specific brainwave pattern called alpha waves, where information is accepted and memorized very rapidly. Now, this is intentional. It has an evolutionary purpose where if you learn how to walk when you're one or two or three, you only have to learn it once because your brain memorizes the information of how to walk great. You don't need to, to learn how to walk every single day. It also means that if between that age or even later in life, your parents struggled with money and there was a lot of yelling and screaming and them saying like money is hard to find and we never have enough, we will also memorize that exact pattern. Uh, other example, during any traumatic but not necessarily traumatic event during which emotions were high, beliefs are formed formed very powerfully regardless of whether or not they are correct again evolutionary purposes when there is an event with high emotions and that can be happy emotions too right our mind is kind of going to take a picture and memorize everything so it can be ready if it happens again so typical example if you get um People who've been involved in a car accident, for example, even if it wasn't a bad accident, but someone, sometimes it's a bad one, unfortunately, they remember, it's like as if their senses were heightened. They remember everything. They see the thing in slow-mo, can like feel all the feelings, see everything vividly, hear all the sounds. The reason for that is that when there is a danger or heightened emotions, our brain wants to take a picture and memorize as much information as possible. So should that event happen again, your mind and body is ready to deal with it. So in every any event where emotions are high, your brain will memorize everything like 10 times, 20 times, 100 times. So if one of your parents yelled and screamed and said, oh, nothing you do is ever good enough because you had bad grades, it will literally memorize that as an absolute truth without ever questioning it. It doesn't have to be a traumatic event. It can also be just a look of disappointment on someone's face, or it can be things as simple as working really hard at school to get good grades because that's what society tells you to do and not really getting the grades and like this these layers of disappointment that really affect our identity and confidence. And last but not least, anything that was repeated enough times will also turn into a belief for good or bad. This is also why uh, recordings, for example, hypnosis recordings work so well because the hypnosis part of the recording puts you in that exact brainwave state, alpha waves, and sometimes even deeper where your mind can absorb information very rapidly. So when you listen to a hypnosis recording, and by the way, all of the people, I think it's at least 40 of you who upgraded to VIP, I highly recommend you listen to your hypnosis recording every single day during this, uh, this workshop and beyond, because it will literally start shifting your energy, doing nothing else, just listening to the 15-minute recording doing nothing, relaxing, sitting, lying, whatever you want to do, your brain is already going to absorb new information and some old limiting beliefs are going to start to fade away. And new beliefs mean new energy and new energy means new opportunities. So I highly recommend that you listen to that recording every day. Once a day is enough. For those of you who are not champion who want to, you can uh, upgrade. So if you want the link, 
put link in the chat box uh, and you will get an email too. And yeah, anything that was repeated enough times, including what's wrong with you, you just can't get, you can't clean your room. The what's wrong with you is going to stay in your mind, unfortunately. Now, I'm going to try to go a bit faster because we still have a bit of content to cover and I don't want to take too much of your time. Examples. You get good grades at school and, it, some, and some school kids get a bit salty. I had so many school kids in my class that got salty on me and say, hey, look at you, nerd. Now, it wasn't necessarily mean or they just didn't know better, right? But the belief that forms is when, I get when I'm successful, I get rejected or I'm not cool anymore and my friends don't want me. Again, such a simple or trivial belief at 12 or 13 or 14, but that will stick into your mind because we hate rejection. Or if one of your parents wasn't happy, regardless of how good you were. So maybe you clean your room, you were super silent, you were the perfect kid but your parent wasn't happy because they were dealing with their own stuff, then the belief that forms is whatever I try, I can't help, which often results in fear that, fear that clients won't get results or imposter syndrome. Someone telling us success comes with blood, sweat, and tears. I think we've all heard that at least once in our life. And the belief is, well, I'll have to sacrifice, sacrifice things I like or work like crazy to be successful. And if you, if you started a business, you have freedom, that, is going, that belief is going to create sabotage. Or school making us believe that only people with good grades will get somewhere in life, or that you have to be performant to have better opportunities. That, that's such a huge pile of BS that the quality of your life and your ability to attract positive circumstances are based on the quantity of information you can swallow before a test and then puke it up on paper like that's the dumbest shit sorry not sorry that society tells us yes all of all of the kids go to school and if they don't have good grades parents are unhappy because they want the best for them you know, school teacher might make might, might, might make a snide remark and maybe you just didn't want to learn or you're not interested in the topic or your skills or just something else than memorizing information, yet we get all of these beliefs, I can't get anywhere because my grades were not good. All that is powerful conditioning that kind of happens without us even realizing. So let me know in the comments, what is, and also the people watching the replay later, what is something that people around you taught you about abundance or success that you feel is a limiting belief? Even money doesn't grow on trees can be one of them. So let me know in the comments. I would love to have your insights. Someone says, I've been listening to the recording and it made me cry two times. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that, Andrea. Not that you cried, but that it shifted and made some emotions move. Emotions is energy and in motion. Emotion, energy, in motion. So when we feel an emotion, it's because energy is shifting already, which is amazing. Now, typical examples of limiting beliefs. And you can also tell me you can't have it all. Yeah, that's a very typical one. Tell me from number one to 12, which one resonate with you. It can be one, two, three, four, five, up to 12, which basically, basically was my case not even so long ago. Um, I have what it takes, but things never really work for me. That was a huge one. I have what it takes. I'm smart. I can understand stuff really quickly, but it never works for me. It works for other people, but not for me. 
or I'm not good enough, who would pay me for X, Y, Z, or I need more certifications because I'm not an expert yet, or I just got lucky, blah, 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 blah. If the limiting belief or whatever belief you hold in your mind feels bad, it's likely to be a limiting belief. That there is not enough money for everyone. Yeah, that is a huge one too. And that kind of triggers the guilt trip, right? Because we feel that if we are successful, we are literally depriving others from abundance. And the more abundance we have, the less other people have. Where people can't afford me, or I can sell high-end programs later, but I'm not ready now. I need more experience. I don't have what it takes. Just one more diploma and then I'll feel ready, et cetera, et cetera. Now, number three of the root causes of why we have energetic disruptions or blocks or limiting beliefs is we feel guilty about something. That is the very first thing that my EFT therapist three or four years ago, while I was working on overcoming depression, the first question she asked me is, do you feel guilty about anything? Because before we even open the box of depression, if there is something you're feeling guilty about, it's likely that you're going to sabotage yourself to kind of make it up. And that then all of the therapy that we might do or the EFT might not work because of the underlying sabotage. Guilt is one of the worst emotions when it comes to receiving or basically anything healing, changing, because with guilt, we often turn negative feelings towards ourselves or we blame ourselves rather than an external circumstance. So if we are sad, if we are angry, we can be angry at something outside of us or sad at something outside of us, but guilt is turned towards us. And when we have guilt, consciously or subconsciously, we will make it right uh, and kind of like, yeah, make our own justice by repelling things we want and sabotaging ourselves for what we feel guilty about, basically. So if we have guilt about making more money than our parents who worked so hard, or if someone we love is really unhappy while we thrive and is going to create guilt, that is recipe for sabotage. Or guilt about something we did or said or did not do or say, or guilt about taking money from people, all of that is basically recipe for stagnation and sabotage. And last but not least, our energy is being drained with past trauma, and current drama. So it's not easy, it's not impossible, but it's pretty hard to manifest more abundance, more clients, more whatever you want. Manifest your dream car, your dream job, your dream significant other, next holidays, check in the mail, you name it. If our energy, instead of radiating peace and ease and flow, is being cluttered or used for other purposes, such as being upset about what our friend or colleague said, or putting a lot of pressure on ourselves to make money. Biggest vicious cycle ever, because the more pressure we put on ourselves, the less we manifest and the less we have and the more we put pressure on ourselves. We're wanting everything everything to be perfect. So controlling everything. Control is kind of the opposite of letting go and letting go is one of the secrets to manifestation. We're trying to help friends or family who want others to fix them, but don't really put any work into helping themselves. Or hurtful thoughts like, I can't, or this is not working, or who am I too, that consume a lot of mental space and energy. Or also some people not taking responsibility for anything. They say, oh, I'm unlucky. It's the political system. It's the, it's the economy. I can't. Well, those people are just going to get stuck in believing that things outside of them 
can determine their life. Taking advice from the wrong people. How many of my clients say they are doing fantastic and then they send me a message and they're like, Ines, I feel awful. I'm, I'm wondering everything about my niche and my business. I'm like, what happened? Like you were so happy last week. Yeah, I talked with my grandma and she says that this internet thing is never going to work. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like your grandma doesn't even know what Google is. Why are you taking business advice from her, right? So taking advice from the wrong people is so popular where we get criticism from someone who doesn't even have a business and we're taking advice from someone who's not where we want to be. Not helpful. Unresolved childhood trauma, or doing stuff because we should, we feel that we should and not because it feels good. So for example, if some coaches have told you that to be successful, you need to cold message people, which is a bunch of BS, and you just don't want to do that, but you're forcing yourself to do it because someone told you that that is the door to riches and abundance, energetically, it's just not going to work. We're having poor or no boundaries, answering on weekends, giving discounts, or a huge energy eaters, people-pleasing, family drama, making us feel terrible, like, yeah, constant drama, constant fighting, or people not feeling good, or calling us and telling us how horrible their life is. That takes a lot of energy, especially if we're an empath, if we have a lot of empathy for other people, and if we're always trying to help. And letting past setbacks stop us from taking action. So believing that because we already tried to have a business once in the past and it didn't work, that it won't work in the future either. Not true, but all of those are massive energy consumption things that prevent us from fully using that same energy because everything is energy to actually manifest what we want. Now, quickly, and you can come back to this later because it's one of the journaling exercises. Um, Subconscious block identifier. We can you can also replace block by uh, energetic disruption. So there are basically four main, not only but main, root causes of blocks or limiting beliefs. First one is imposter syndrome, feeling like we are a fraud, but we need more certifications. That there are so many qualified people out there. Why would they pick me? Everything needs to be perfect or I'll get judged, et cetera, et cetera. Or receiving blocks, I can give, but receiving feels awkward. Or what if people don't get results? Or feeling responsible for other people's happiness? Or taking care of everyone else and putting ourselves last? Or feeling unworthy or undeserving of receiving? Other limiting beliefs, so I, if I make money, others have less where people can't afford it, or what if I lose it all, or what about people who have nothing, or money doesn't grow on trees, or I might lose my connection with source if I make more money, etc. And last but not least, fourth category of associating success with some sort of danger that will also create a bit of blocks. So not wanting to shine too bright, because what if I'm the center of attention, and then there is something negative that happens or fear of rejections from friends and family if you manifest whatever you want or have more abundance in your life, or anything where success was associated with bad feelings. So if your career was at an amazing point, or if you brilliantly finished your studies, but then unfortunately your relationship ended, maybe because of that, or not even because of that, but your mind will just kind of memorize that when you were successful or when things were going well, that your relationship ended. 
putting too much pressure on yourself to make money, guilt or being stuck in overwhelm and exhaustion. And then your mind thinking, oh my God, if I'm already overwhelmed now, how am I going to feel when I have even more success with clients? Important side note, list is not exhaustive and we'll go much deeper in the Abundance Magnet program, which is launching next week on how to identify these things, not getting overwhelmed. If you have like an, oh my God moment, I resonate with so many of these things. Don't worry. Just because you have energetic disruptions or blocks doesn't mean you can't manifest. That's the cool thing. And subconscious blocks are often subconscious, like the, right? Pretty self-explanatory, which means that we sometimes need to do some detective work, peel the layers of the onion before we can find them, for example, through hypnosis. So I'm very aware because I've done so much inner work that usually when I have like limiting beliefs, I can identify them really fast, but it didn't used to be like that for the longest time. Uh, when I was in my cycle of getting dumped by emotionally unavailable men, I really thought I was confident and I had no problems with self-worth when I had a huge problem of self-worth that I thought that I had to deserve. I could not, I didn't deserve uh, someone that I loved as much as, who loved me as much as I loved them. Like my self-worth was down in the dumps and I was completely oblivious to that fact. So again, some of these subconscious blocks or limiting beliefs are hiding and we need to dig them out before we can completely let them go. I also want you to remember these three super important things. You need to put your oxygen mask first. And if this sentence is making you cringe, my friend, you have a receiving problem. Because focusing on yourself and well-paying clients only, for example, right, not exclusively, but for example, until you have more resources to serve more people at a lower price point is not only okay, it's the best way to serve people. So one of the biggest things I hear is, Ines, I want high-ticket clients, but at the same time, I don't want high-ticket clients because there are so many people who can't afford me that I won't be able to help them if I focus only on high-ticket clients, which is true. However, it's my favorite analogy that I, that I use so many times. Imagine that you are an airplane. An airplane on a runway needs speed before it can become airborne and take off. Once you have momentum, once you have speed, you can take off and cruise at 33,000 feet or 10,000 meters for those of you of us using the metric system. So basically you need that initial momentum, that initial push before you can cruise. Now, the biggest mistake that many people do is that because they're so kind and loving, they want to help everyone. But by trying to help everyone, they help no one. And I was, I used to be one of these people because I say, oh, I want to serve people who don't have that many means because they need the help. So I'm going to stick with single sessions. But single sessions never gave me the financial freedom that I needed to scale the business and maybe hire a team member. So I could never help more people because I wasn't even making enough money or barely enough to help myself. When I changed my mindset and decided to focus on one-on-one -on -one high ticket clients only, I only had to do that for six or seven, not even like six months, five months, I can't remember. 
And that was working really well. And then I created financial freedom. I didn't have to worry about my bills being paid. And once I was there, I created a program which was like 10 times less of the investment, like my high ticket program. I think the first one was 3,600. Then I launched a $400 program that 51 people enrolled in. And I would have never been able to host the course on a course platform and provide a high quality content to those people if prior to that I hadn't created a bit of financial freedom. So trying to help everyone is helping no one because you never get enough momentum to make your business take off. Whereas if you temporarily focus on higher income generating activities, you take off, get your business where you want it to be, then you have so much more resources to give back a hundred times through free content, through podcasts, through live streams, through memberships that are a very low investment, et cetera, et cetera. And to my fellow empaths, overcaring nature and sensitive beings, saving others before focusing on your own well-being will keep you stuck for years. How do I know that? Because I was one of them. The cycle of codependency I used to be with a family member kept me stuck so bad. I didn't even realize it because I was focusing on them before focusing on myself. And it was a vicious circle where each time they were doing better, then I took a bit of time for me, but then they fell again because they just were so dependent on me. And that cycle lasted for years. And when I said, stop, I'm not doing this anymore. They actually became so much more resourceful and relied on themselves and everyone was happier. When you shine your light, when you emanate good vibes and attract positive things to you, you are like a light that can guide and help other people so much more. Like, you know, a light that shows boats in a storm where to come back to the port. And last but not least, the universe is abundant. The universe is abundant. Repeat this as many times as you need. There is more than enough for everyone. Just because you have more doesn't mean other people have less. Would a tree ever say, I can't grow too many leaves. I can't take too much sun for photosynthesis because I might deprive other trees from growing leaves? No, because nature is abundant. There is always enough in the quantum field for everyone. Your priorities is releasing negative blueprints, limiting beliefs, because no strategy in the world will work if your mindset is not in the right place, because we attract 5% consciously and 95% subconsciously. That's the diagram we saw with the energy. 95% and probably even more actually of our energy and the frequency we vibrate is determined by subconscious beliefs, feelings, and emotions. So working on our mindset and believing that what we want is possible is going to move the needle forward so much more than investing in yet another course, a shiny object, without doing the inner work. I know this because I've made this mistake. But also, let's not become an inner workaholic, okay? And if you tend to be an inner workaholic, say inner workaholic in the chat. In the chat, I used to be a complete inner workaholic, completely being um, 
overly focusing on a perceived block I might have hiding in my subconscious mind. And then I created that reality. The narrative in my mind is, oh my God, I still have something I need to work on because as long as, I, as it's not dealt with, I can't attract what I want. And then I just manifested that. And the day I decided like, screw that, I, I no longer want to believe this. I developed a new affirmation that says, I can be a work in progress and still be super successful, grow as you go. And it worked. So let's not become inner workaholics. Last but not least, before we start the hypnosis, I have talked more than I intended as usual. Jesus, it's already one hour and 10 minutes. Forgive me for that, but I don't want to cut corners on this content. Day one is going to be longer than day than two and three. In other words, tomorrow and Wednesday will be much shorter. So I want to respect your time, but I didn't want to cut corners because there was a lot of important information that sends, sets the foundations for what we do tomorrow and the next day. Last but, not least, last but not least, let's talk about an important difference, the difference between money blocks and receiving blocks. The thing that if I had known about this, I wouldn't have wasted so many hypnosis sessions targeting the wrong issue and staying stuck making no money in my business for months. Ah, oh, live and learn. Money blocks are typically beliefs around money. Oh, wait. I just need to move my leg because I'm cramping up, but I don't want to touch the microphone because it makes a lot of noise. So money is for greedy people. So money blocks, typical example, money is for greedy people or rich people or arrogant, or I can make money, but I can't keep it. Or I don't have money, so I can't afford blank. Or if I make money, I might lose my connection with source. Those are typical money blocks or money limiting beliefs. This is very different than receiving blocks, receiving limitations. So typically receiving limitations or limiting beliefs around receiving is it feels uncomfortable to receive or we can give very easily, but we can't receive or feel very awkward or icky receiving, whether that's money, support, compliments, gifts, we feel like we might be a burden. So feeling like we're burdening people when we ask for something uh, or in the past, when we received, we lost our power. I've seen this in narcissistic uh, relationships where women or men, it really doesn't matter when they received something. So when their boyfriend or girlfriend or unhealthy spouse, narcissistic spouse gave them something, then they then kind of had a sense of an entitlement that their, their partner owed them something. So basically in our mind, the message is, oh my God, if I receive something from someone, then they have power over me. They can blackmail me into something or they can coerce me into something or I owe them something. So, oh, I don't want to owe anyone anything. I just won't receive anything problem solved. Or last but not least, we don't want to receive money because we are terrorized or very afraid or anxious that clients won't get results and that it will turn into a huge mess and feeling awful if they paid us and they didn't get results, et cetera, et cetera. So now that that is out of the way, maybe you can now know, oh, actually, I, I resonate way more with money blocks and money limiting beliefs. Or maybe you're like, no, I actually have a very positive relationship with money. For example, for me, money is freedom. Money pays for bills. And when bills are paid, people don't scream. So for me, money is a very positive thing. It creates freedom. It gives you possibilities that don't necessarily exist if the money is not there. So maybe you realize that you actually have a healthy relationship with money, but receiving has been the issue for all of this time. 
Now we are going to start the hypnosis in just a few seconds. So let's quickly talk about what we'll cover tomorrow, just to give you a heads up. Tomorrow is all about getting rid of imposter syndrome and or feeling like a fraud. Because once you do that, and it doesn't depend on the certifications you have or the experience you have, imposter syndrome is an inner job. Once you smash imposter syndrome, you can finally come across and feel like an expert that people trust regardless of how much experience or diplomas you have. And when they trust you, they can invest in you. And showing up with confidence, knowing that you're good enough, that you're qualified enough, and you, that you have everything you need to help your clients and your clients also feeling that you are the perfect person for them. No icky, sleazy, awkward feelings. Because when it comes to making our vision board a reality, it's rarely about strategy and almost always about energy. Now, I'm going to do some inner work. Hi everyone. So for obvious safety reasons, I cut out the hypnosis part of this first training of the Attract High Ticket Clients workshop uh, because I don't want anyone to do the hypnosis while they're driving or doing anything that requires their full attention. So I highly recommend you go catch the video replay, the live training replay that includes the full hypnosis with regression. Now, in a nutshell, during that hypnosis, what we did, it was about 45 minutes, what we did is we ask your subconscious mind that has all of the answers to go back to the root cause, the reason of why part of you, unbeknownst to yourself probably, why part of your mind or part of your system is repelling clients or abundance or why it doesn't feel safe to receive or why for some reason it would be opposed to receiving clients, abundance, the perfect significant other or basically anything you're trying to manifest and it is absolutely fascinating where your mind brings you. Sometimes it's stuff we had completely forgotten, sometimes it's stuff that we already thought about but didn't understand how it affected us and sometimes it's really trivial stuff when we were very young but since our subconscious mind doesn't really analyze the accuracy of information it just memorizes it sometimes limiting beliefs are created out of very trivial things and once you understand that once you have the ability to go back and understand why some events or some scenes created specific limiting beliefs or blueprints in your mind instantaneously and I am not kidding you instantaneously that limiting belief already loses power because you have brought awareness to it you are aware of what's going on and it can't hide like you know the submerged part of an iceberg so during the hypnosis during the live stream on Monday many women reported right after the hypnosis and I got a few private messages too that they went back and had major aha moments, a completely different understanding of stuff that had been bothering them or holding them back, and they are already feeling the energy shift. And it has happened time and time again in the past, where people text me and said, oh, that client who was on the fence right after the hypnosis, they, pa they paid in full, or I attracted unexpected opportunities, or unexpected 
checks in the mails or refunds have been arriving since I did the hypnosis. So I highly recommend you catch the replay. You can just go to the show notes. If you haven't signed up for the workshop already, just go to inespadar.ch slash high ticket clients. You can sign up for the workshop there and you'll get the link to not only the replay, but also the daily abundance activity. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. You'll also find the replay link in the show notes of this episode. So I highly recommend you go do it. It's fantastic. It's only 35 minutes of your time and it can be absolutely life-changing. And regardless of what happens, your energy will shift and move um, in the right direction. And for those of you, quite a few people have asked too, there is a live healing session on Friday that is not officially part of this three-day workshop. So to attend the live healing session where we will do very powerful healing and energetic work to remove energetic energetic disruptions or blocks, to participate, you have to upgrade to the VIP bundle. Um, of the workshop it's only $27 and in that it includes three things so a brand new amazing hypnosis recording to connect with the universe and attract abundance to you an entire EFT session to let go of worry or anxiety or doubt that your manifestation can or might come letting go of the how and when and fully trusting that everything you've ever wanted is coming towards you at this moment as we are speaking um, and it basically shifts your energy to a higher vibration and higher vibration means new opportunities as well of course as the live healing session that we will be hosting on Friday and there will also be a replay to that if you can't attend live so we already have maybe 45 people in the VIP bundle so just don't hesitate to join the link will also be um, in the show notes and that is pretty much it for today the masterminders have been using the bundle the EFT and the hypnosis and they've been manifesting absolutely crazy stuff within not even a week I'm even flabbergasted when my mastermind clients report their wins every Friday so tomorrow and the next day I will also upload the audio version of the three-day workshop um, and you can of course catch the full live training so the video replay by clicking the links in the show notes. If you are a visual learner, if you like to see the presentation, because there's a presentation for each live training, you can completely watch the video too. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.